Hi, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. All right, and welcome to the show. It is 2020. I can't, uh, I just can't wrap my head around it. I remember as a child, I used to just even think about, you know, the year 2020 and what it would look like. I don't know. I thought it would be so futuristic and the things that were going to be possible to do. And, you know, granted, we have made so many different technological advances and medical advances, and there's so many things that we can do, but I just never fathom 2020. It seems so impossible. It seems so far away. But then then again, I was a child. So being 20 or 30 seemed old, right? I remember when we were panicking about Y2K and everybody was concerned that the world was going to end and computers were going to shut down. And that was just such a distant memory now. My poor kids, I don't even say anything to them about it because they would absolutely not understand what I was talking about. But yes, it is the year 2020 and it is a brand new start. And I personally don't believe you need to wait for a new year or a new decade to do something. You know, you can start something at any time. But if you have started something, here is me encouraging you and wishing you the best. The last episode I talked about having a plan. So just make sure you have those plans in place because I want to see you successful in 2020. I want you to win. So don't forget to send those things to me to let me know what you're doing and how you're winning. And for me, it's all about helping and empowering others. So I want to make sure that I continue to do that. So jumping into the question this week, um, this question is about how do I forgive somebody that has hurt me? Well, I will tell you, it does get easier to forgive the older I get. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll, somebody will do something that is shady, quite honestly, very shady. And I'm upset by it. But then in the long run, I just think about in terms of where they are in my life. And if it's an acquaintance, it's fine. You forgive and you move on. I think sometimes with loved ones that you love deeply, depending on the level of betrayal, it's harder to forgive, but it's so important to forgive because, you know, one of my earlier episodes, I had talked about, you know, what I had learned about dying and, you know, a friend had reached out to me in regards to losing a family member. And, you know, I remember what I felt like when I lost someone, I, I lost someone that I loved. So just the thought of being angry with them, being the very last memory that I have is something that pushes me to forgive and pushes me to be the bigger person. So, you know, I have many relationships in my life that I'm working on enhancing, I'm working on being better. But I do think, like I said, the older I get, um, the deeper I grow in my faith. And I just... It, it, it gets easier for me to forgive because like I said, I don't want it to be the last memory and it takes too much effort to hold a grudge. It takes way too much time and way too much energy to hold a grudge. So anyway, so 
that's how I forgive. I just think about it in the long terms and just where does it fall under? And, you know, I let the other person know that they hurt me. I let them know what they did. And sometimes they're ready to accept it or not, but I'm just okay with addressing it and moving on. And I'm not going to let it stop me from doing what I need to do in my life. I'm not going to let it stop me from enjoying my life. So this week's episode, I am talking about the power of words. Now, I remember as a child, and I actually wrote an article about this in my monthly magazine, um, Positive Vibes. And, you know, it was a chant I used to say, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but word can't hurt me. Um, And, you know, it was something that you chanted all the time when somebody was teasing you or mocking you. And, you know, you learn that's not true, right, as you get older. And, you know, uh, spiritually, there's also a scripture that speaks to, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you learn that, you know, your words have the power to build up, your words have the power to give life, and it has the power to bring about death and destruction. So that is something that I do believe spiritually. So, um, That being said, and now it's so easy, like everybody just uses whatever words they want. We live in a society that is consistently negative and, you know, people criticize and talk about kids and talk about adults and talk about just so many different things and races and religions and some things they know nothing about, but they feel justified talking about it, you know, freedom of speech. Um, And, you know, and the other thing is that then sometimes people get offended by things that you don't mean to offend somebody by, right? But I truly believe that worlds are powerful and words are something that can hurt you. And if you're not mindful of the words that you say, you can destroy trust, you can destroy a person, and, you know, you can destroy a relationship. Um, You know, I talked about my She Podcast experience um, and last year when I went to Atlanta, and it wasn't a negative experience per se, this particular incident, I think overall the conference was wonderful. I mean, I met so many people, I gained so much knowledge and things that I'm still implementing today. And I'm still connected to so many of the different women through social media. And, you know, we're still figuring out ways to help each other. You know, I reach out to them with questions that I have and, you know, same thing. But I remember talking to a lady And, um, she said, you know, she was asking me what my podcast was about. And then she was asking this other lady what hers was about. And when the lady told her what hers was about and she was like, oh, you know, that's wonderful. And then, you know, she asked me about mine and I told her it was, I was just so excited. I told her it was about positivity and all that. She's like, oh, it's a positive one. I said, yes. She's like, oh, and it was like right then and there, she dismissed me. And I thought about if, and it wasn't done I think in a malicious way, you know, she then, you know, just commented, well, you know, there's a lot of those out there. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, there's a lot of positive podcasts out there, but we need a lot of positive podcasts because there's a lot of negative ones out there. And, you know, immediately I thought about, well, what if I had suffered from like low self-esteem or I was feeling hesitant about sharing my podcast or if I was hesitant about starting my podcast and just heard saying that in the dismissive tone and just, you know, turning away, honestly, would have, you know, stopped somebody in their tracks. And I think she even thought about it. Like I said, I don't think it was done maliciously, but 
AHS Indian, I'm talking about it because I remember it because it was like the one spot that I was like, well, <laughs> you know, if I was made up any other way, then I certainly would have reacted differently. And I think about being a parent and the things that I say to my kids and how important it is that the words that I say to them build them up and uplift them. And, you know, obviously it will reprimand them and it will teach them and it will guide them and it will correct them because I do believe in raising you know, polite kids um, who are respectful to adults. So I have to address instances where they're not doing the right things. But it is my job to empower them. It is my job to ensure that they know that they are loved. It is my job to ensure that they know that they're worthy, that they're beautiful, that they're intelligent, that they're capable, that they could be whatever they want to be. And it is my job as a parent to give them this information every day, to say the words every day, you know, it's like, can you imagine as a parent, and I know it happens to with some parents, you know, they're constantly, you know, beating down their child and telling them they're the worthless or they're not worthy. And they're just like, you know, the mother or the father or whatever it is. And, you know, you're no good and things like that. Think about that experience. And hopefully you're not the one that had that experience, but think about a child hearing that every day of their life, they're going to believe that. Um, if you look at the rate of, you know, depression and uh, suicides and things like that among teens, you know, you'll find a lot of it is related to words that were spoken to them, you know, by whether it's by parents or being bullied in school or things like that. They're not feeling like they're good enough, they're pretty enough or, you know, thin enough or whatever it is. So you absolutely know that words are important. And I just want to encourage somebody, you know, just be mindful of the words that you say to others. If the words that are coming out of your mouth is not meant to bless, uplift, or empower someone, shut it down. Don't use it. Don't say it. Um, just don't say to anyone, I mean, what's the point? If you want to go around and be, you know, negative and discourage someone, then okay. But I truly believe that, most of us are good human beings. And I'd love to believe that all of us, but you know, it's not true. And I'd love to believe that all of us are great human beings, but we're not. So, you know, but the good thing is that we all have opportunities to grow. So don't go around putting people down because of anything. And a lot of times there's nothing they can help. And you go around, you know, putting folks down, lift up each other. You know, there was an old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I think that still holds true today. We have to get into the habit of holding back things that are harmful, holding back words that are meant to hurt people. And, you know, think about it. You know, somebody said something to me the other day and they're like, no offense. And, you know, it's funny that people sometimes right before they insult you, they'll say no offense. Yes, I I am still offended, not because you said no offense or I don't mean to insult you, but then I'm going to turn around and insult you. It is still an insult, no matter if you say I don't mean to insult you. So if you're unsure of it, you know, don't say it or 
talk to the person privately one away and ask them something versus saying out in a public forum where you have the opportunity to embarrass them, to hurt them. Because a lot of times when there's an audience, you know, it escalates the situation and it makes it worse than it should be or it can be, you know. I work in retail and we've always been taught that, you know, you praise in public and you reprimand in private. And I think that is something you should do in life. Praise in public and reprimand in private. If you have something to say to somebody that's, you know, saying, hey, kudos, good job or things like that, you do, you can do that publicly. But if it's something that you're going to point out to them, whether it's something they did wrong or a flaw or something like that, that you feel the need to address, do that thing privately. So just, you know, I've thrown out a lot of quotes or cliches or whatever it is, but these are things that I've used, um, you know, in my life, things that I learned growing up. You know, the, the first one I had mentioned is sticks and stones can break my bone, that words cannot hurt me. Yeah, that's not true. Words can absolutely hurt you. <laughs> And then the other thing was, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all or using the phrase no offense or I'm not trying to insult you in front of a sentence. Does it make it less offensive and it doesn't make it, um, you know, not an insult? And I do want to apologize, like my throat, I have been fighting something for the longest time and it seems to come and goes but i am trusting god and i am not claiming it i believe that i am healed and i've said it before and i believe that i am healed but i do live in a colder climate right anyway so let's focus on using our words to empower let's focus on using our words to uplift let's focus on using our words to help others and a lot of times people will say things and not realize how truly hurtful or harmful it is. And personally, you know, I've experienced moments where if people have said things to me and, you know, they'll say, like I mentioned before, they'll say no offense or something like that and thinking it's not harmful. And I will admit, I do have a very healthy self-esteem. Um, but you know what? It wasn't like I was born with it, um, although some people say I was, but I do, I did go through moments where, you know, people were very unkind and then I had to build, you know, my, 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 my strength, my inner core so that things bounce off me so it doesn't affect me. But, you know, like with my kids, I know how important it is to build their self-esteem because they won't be where I am right now. So I make sure like as mad as they make me and yeah, believe me, you can be mad as your kids. I know some parents says, you know, you can't be mad at your kids. Listen to me. Kids will drive you nuts sometimes. They love them. The God's greatest gift to you, but they will drive you nuts. My daughter, my goodness, if I tell her one more time to clean her room and she cleans it, and I go in and inspect it. And I just don't understand how in five minutes it gets messy again. But at the end of the day, you think about the grand scheme of things, you know, what's a messy room. So love them, 
love them, love them. But anyway, you think about even in that moment when you're mad at your child or upset at your child or whatever you want to call it, you can't use words that's going to break them down. That's not the point. It's You're not supposed to break it apart and put it back together. That's not how it goes. So I'm still mindful of every word that I say to them. You know, I think about my relationship with my husband and why it's important that if we get, you know, upset at each other, you know, I always try to make sure that I don't say anything that I can't take back in the heat of the moment. And my husband doesn't argue. Believe me, it's very difficult to have an argument with him because he doesn't. He's so, I'm like 10 decibels high and he's just like down there. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, so if I'm, if I'm going to yell, I'm just going to be yelling by myself. So it makes no point. He takes all the fun out of fighting FYI. But anyway, and I wouldn't change it for the world because I don't think the marriage would survive with two people at 10 all the time. Right. Anyway, but no. And even like I said, you know, in, you know, moments when my husband, drives me crazy. I, I'm still mindful of the things that I say to him. And that's what I'm going to encourage you. If you're in a relationship with someone, and I advised somebody about this the other day, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're in a fight, um, as it does happen, people tend to get on each other's nerves. Still be careful of the things you say. You don't want to say something that is going to destroy that person that they feel less than that they feel unworthy because then how do you then come back because then you know if you're in a fight and you throw the worst things you can at them like to just utterly decimate them and destroy them and then you're like i'm done with the fight i want to move on um where do you go from there like how do you just say oh you know sorry about that and move on. Yes, you're supposed to, but why do it in the first place? I understand that when you're fighting, you're mad and things like that, but there are certain things that should not come out of your mouth when you're fighting. When you fight, when you're, you know, mad at your kids, there's certain things that don't come out of your mouth. When you're mad at your spouse, there's certain things that don't come out of your mouth. Same thing with your, your siblings and your friends and things like that. There's certain things that do not come out of your mouth and should not come out of your mouth. If you love somebody, there is certain things that do not come out of your mouth. Because at the end of the day, when all is said and done, is it something that you're going to regret saying? And mind you, if it's something, say, for instance, you want to talk to somebody about, let's say, for instance, you're mad at somebody and you yell, you're an alcoholic um, or you have an anger problem. Okay. So, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a thing where, you know, they have a disease or they have an issue. So yeah, you could have yelled that out in the heat of the moment and then you, know, you can discuss this and talk about it. But, you know, you should certainly talk to them about it because sometimes they say the truth comes out when you're angry. But if it is something hurtful, if it's something that talks about their body type or their faith or their culture or anything like that. Move on from it. Don't say it. I promise you, you're going to regret it. And once you belittle that person and say so many things, it's hard sometimes to get back to where you were. And in the back of their mind, they're always going to be wondering, you know, um, you know, 
if that's what you think of them. You know, I've mentioned a few times on this show that, you know, people will say to me that, you know, I act white, I talk white, and it honestly, it, it doesn't bother me anymore. And I know that when they say that my kids over here, you know, they'll look at me and, you know, like I said, I no longer even validate them by explaining anything to them. I don't think they, I owe them any explanation on it, but I just think that people, things like that are unnecessary. You know, people pointing something like that out or somebody pointing out, you know, if somebody is tall, you know, oh, they're too tall or, you know, they're too short. Okay. It's a fact of life. They can't help it. They can't change it. You know, things like that. Like, why should it, why should you always point out the bad things? Why can't we point out the good things? So this is what I want to encourage you this week. If you find yourself about to point out something negative about someone, something that doesn't impact you, if it says something that, you know, you have a coworker or a peer and they're doing something that interrupts your work or distracts your work, you can address it privately and talk about it. But if it's something that you don't like the way they do their hair, it doesn't impact you. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't interfere with the way you do your work leave it alone. You don't have to point it out. I know there's a lot of shows right now focused on who wore it best and, you know, describing somebody's body type and fashion choices and things like that. And, you know, it seems like fun and games and it's funny, but it's not because those are human beings and okay. Yeah. They're celebrities, but then let's put it to other people, then take it to the level where they discuss it. Um, you know, use it against somebody that they know, I was reading on Twitter the other day, you know, two reporters thought they had the right to talk about, you know, Blue Ivy, who happens to be Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter. This child, seven years old, this is a baby. How do two grown adults feel that it's okay to talk about a child like that? I don't care if it's a celebrity's child. You should not be talking about a child like that. These are adults who should know better. These are adults that should be ashamed of themselves and there should be serious consequences for them attacking a child or talking about a child like that. It shouldn't matter what the child's race or religion or anything or who their parents are. As an adult, talking about a child is off limits and you should know better. They should know better and we should never ever discuss. And I'm very mindful of that too. In real life, you know, you'll see here adults will say things about kids and I'm always like, no, I don't talk about other people's kids. I don't wash my mouth on other people's kids. Um, because I will tell you that I will I will defend my kid if somebody is talking about my kid. And I'll very, you know, I'll say, hey, that's just not okay. You know, I have a cousin that passed away. Um, his name was Devin and I loved him dearly. One of my favorite cousins and I miss him. I miss him a lot. And I remember so many, many years ago, um, we were at his house and he, he had a little sister that he loved 
just adored her. And I remember, I don't remember who it was or what it was. And somebody had said, you know, the little girl, I think she had spilled something or I'm not sure what she did. But I remember they had said to him, like, you know, she spilled something or whatever. And he was like, yeah, she doesn't listen or something like that. But then I remember him saying, like, just correct him himself immediately and say, no, I made a pledge. I would never talk about her as if she's not here when she's here. I will never talk about her. And I was so impressed by that because he was young and it was just, it blew my mind. And I didn't have kids at the time. It just blew my mind, you know, that he just said that. He was like, yeah, I and it just... It blew my mind. And that's what I want to encourage you. Like when you have your kids, you know, a lot of times parents will talk about their kids, like not, not necessarily in a bad way, but they'll say things like, you know, to a family member or whatever. Yeah. Like this kid doesn't listen or things like that. I'm going to encourage you. Don't do that. So that memory from my cousin Devin always lived on in me. And I was so impressed with it. And I, it's one of the things that I've kept with me as a parent that, you know, this is my child. I'm not going to talk about my child, you know, in front of them or behind them. I'm going to use words to empower and uplift them. And you know what? Same thing with somebody else's child, you know, as a parent, you know, there are no perfect kid, right? Every kid has their moment and some are more well-behaved than some. So if you're a parent and you're in a store and you see a child having a temper tantrum. Oh, I'm like, mm -mm. all right. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything, but I know I turn, I look at my kid. I'm like, that better not be you. And there's different levels of parents in how the parent deals with it and things like that. But never say your kid won't do that. What I say is my kid only needs to do it once. And then, you know, I'll handle it and they won't have to do it again or they won't do it again. But like, come on. Make kids off limit. I'm going to encourage you. Don't talk about others, but make kids off limits. Don't talk about kids. Any kids, your kids, any kids, lift them up. My goal this year, and it's, you know, is to touch more people. So it's to grow the podcast and to be on more outlets, more medium, to spread my message of positivity on so many different platforms, in so many different areas, in different avenues, in different places, to different people. There is so much negativity out there, and I'm going to combat that one day at a time. And every day, I hope to impart an inspirational message that will empower and it will motivate. And I hope that I, it doesn't matter if there's one person listening to the podcast or a million people listen to the podcast. You hear that? God, a million people. I want you to take from this episode. It's not okay to talk about others. It's not okay to bully others. It's not okay to put down others. Words have power. Words give life. Word brings about death and destruction. Words destroy relationship. Words can create friendship. And words can make meaningful, make meaningful relationships. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on building up with our words. You know, 
when you motivate someone with your words, when you encourage someone with your words, they will go and do so much for you. You know, if you have an employee and they're feeling defeated and you go in there and you give them a motivating talk and you touch on things that they did well, you know, you certainly could talk about their opportunities and, you know, address it. Don't overlook it because you still want to lead and then, you know, let's focus on how we're going to turn this around. I guarantee you that employee will move mountains to turn around what you want turn around versus if you go in there and you talk about how poor they are or how, you know, they're not doing well or, you know, just how bad a performer they are, I guarantee you they will remain unmotivated and they won't want to turn it around. So encourage, uplift, empower. And, you know, before I sign off, one lessons, and I've had some great leaders um, throughout my life and I didn't realize it at the time. And I remember, um, I don't remember if it was, um, and I just said I remembered, but I think it was a regional manager that I had when I was with this company. I was a district manager for this company. And she had said, you know, whenever you're letting go of somebody, you always have to think of, did I give this person everything? And that's a model that I followed each time I'm with somebody and I have to terminate somebody. I think, did I give them all the skills? Did I train them? Did I teach them? Did I not skills, all the tools to develop their skills so that they could be the best they could be. So every time you're letting go of somebody, you don't say, well, you know, they're awful and they're not good. You have to put that on you. You have to take that accountability on you and say, did I equip them? Did I set them up for success? And if you could answer that question to yourself, honestly, then you've done your part. So never let go of somebody without finding out if you did everything you could to ensure that person was the best employee. So let's focus on empowering. Let's focus on encouraging. Let's use our words to build, to lift. And I guarantee you it will be worth it. If you start to use words differently in your life and in your relationships, you'll see a monumental change in the way your relationships are. I'm mindful of the words I use in my relationship with God. I'm mindful of the words that I use in the relationship with my husband, with my kids, with my best friend, with my family. And the changes that I see in my relationship, I know it's because of the words. And even when I'm mad, I make sure that the words that I use are not words that's meant to destroy because how can you destroy something and then turn around and then want to say, okay, this is something that I love. Because if you love something, you don't destroy it. So just be mindful of it. And even if you have to bite your tongue and hold it, let's just use empowering words, encouraging words. So that is it for me. I'm hoping the next episode that my voice will be 100%. I can't hear myself right now because I feel like I'm in my head and I think I sound a little nasally. I think I sound like Fran Dresser from The Nanny, but hey, we I enjoyed that show. I watched every episode when it was on. But anyway, 
that is it from me. And I'm going to say ta-ta, toodles, and bye-bye. And until next time, let's use our word to build and to create.